you know, we were talking about just packaging in general. And so I wanted to, you know, throw out the, the quote that um, my pharmacist, Brian Clark, shared with me that change is the price of survival. So, you know, if you don't have some kind of automation or compliance packaging, you know, I, I feel like you're really going to be doing yourself a disservice in a very short amount of time just because of the way, um, you know, our, 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 the market is going. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. would do better to understand that success is about delivering better health to our patients. For this reason, all pharmacy organizations should develop a persistent spirit of servant leadership and leverage intelligent technology to maximize better outcomes. This is the Rx Safe podcast series brought to you by the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Rx Safe has unwavering core values which guide everything they do every day. They believe in the importance of people above all other aspects of business and aspire to ensure their customers are 100% satisfied. This podcast series is about challenging conventional wisdom, upending the status quo, and developing technology that will define the future of the pharmacy industry. This is the RX Safe podcast series. Learn more at rxsafe.com forward slash podcasts. These days, your patients may be wondering how many people touch the pills before I take them. COVID-19 has increased pressure on healthcare providers to consider the use of touchless technologies and other best practices to reduce disease transmission and keep patients safe. The RxSafe team will be doing webinars monthly to discuss consumer demand for no-contact medication packaging and how you can differentiate your pharmacy and increase customer loyalty by providing safe, accurate, and untouched prescriptions. Find out more over at rxsafe.com. And we thank RxSafe for sponsoring the Pharmacy Podcast Network. In a little over two years after a $753 million acquisition of the prescription medication packaging system and company called PillPack, Amazon has finally launched what they now call the Amazon Pharmacy. No surprise, everybody knew this was being staged for nearly five to seven years with specific strategy and specific uh, positioning that Amazon was taking. We know in the pharmacy space, we know as advocates for the effectiveness of a pharmacist in the care of our patients and our 300 million Americans throughout the nation, that this is a, a shock to the system in some ways. But for the pharmacy owner that may be listening right now, the institutional pharmacy management teams, the specialty pharmacy management teams, we want you to pay attention to today's podcast on packaging and the marketing of specific packaging and making sure that adherence is above all for these patients that are on chronic meds that keep them alive. Today's podcast is brought to you by a special webinar that 
that the RX Safe team will be doing in December, and you can uh, sign up for that. We will be promoting it. I would like to welcome back to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation, Mr. Joe Williams. He's principal consultant at Indy RX Consulting and a pharmacy owner. Welcome back, Joe. Thank you so much for having me on, Todd. I always enjoy talking with you. And I'm excited to welcome uh, Roberta with Riley's Drugs out of Lexington, South Carolina, the first time on the podcast show with us, and we're excited to have her. Welcome, Roberta. Thank you, Todd. I'm excited to be here as well. So let's just start out. The cat is out of the bag. We know that Amazon has launched into the marketplace. I am going to start with Joe. And you have an interesting perspective, Joe. You and I have talked about this in detail before, not only at some of the national conferences that we've uh, attended together, but on the phone and actually in a previous podcast, we did reference this, and that is the impact Amazon Pharmacy will have on the community pharmacy owner. Just give us an overview before we dig into um, packaging from your perspective. Well, you know, the thing about Amazon, and you, you've already kind of stated this, is none of us should be surprised as, as pharmacists or pharmacy owners that they were going to enter into this marketplace. I mean, they've they've been building a an infrastructure for many years now to uh, to put themselves to, to attempt to put themselves at the forefront of of mail order pharmacy. I mean, they already have the logistical infrastructure to get things out to people quickly. Um, so it, it shouldn't come as a big surprise, but the way that I've always looked at this and the way that I looked at Amazon purchasing PillPack was it created an opportunity because Amazon has access to, I don't know how many millions of lives. It's, I, I know that you can look it up, but it's a, it's a pretty huge number. And what they're going to do a really good job of is informing patients of what's possible, what, what can be. They're gonna they're gonna do more for compliance packaging than maybe somebody like me could do as far as getting the word out and letting folks know that there's there's the opportunity to be in compliance packaging. What they're not gonna be able to do is have that 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 local touch and that local relationship that so many of us have, you know, inside of our own pharmacies, inside the communities that we live in, and you know that we care for. So. You know, a lot of people are are really afraid and worried about this. I just see this as a as another um, external factor, you know, an external influencer of our industry. And I think it's like so many other things that happens to us. Those that you know adapt and those that that kind of you know roll with it and use it to their advantage, they're going to only improve with it rather than the doom and gloom that that so many others might experience. Roberta, you've been a pharmacy owner for some time in, in serving your community in Lexington, South Carolina. And we know that there's 112 million um, Prime users, that's Amazon Prime subscribers that are out there just based on some metrics that can be gleaned from the Google sphere. But from your perspective, uh, how does this change things for you or does it at all? Um, well, and I concur with what Joe said, and, you know, there's two ways to look at it. You can look at it as this is just somewhat somehow reducing um, the pharmacy profession and what we do to a commodity, or you can turn that around and, you know, um, spin off of what Amazon is doing and 
uh, as Joe said, offer that on just the local level, but we'll be able to do that better. And we have a higher touch point. Uh, if there's any kind of change within the month or any time they need to you know, be able to reach us, we're just so much more accessible. So it concerns me a little bit that they might, that folks might get, you know, pulled into uh, essentially a mail order pharmacy and not, you know, realize, I, I think they might be setting themselves up in some way to sort of drive the opportunity for the for the um, community pharmacist, because I think folks are going to find out they're not going to be able to get the answers and have that one-on-one, you know, for questions that may come up. Um, I do think they have definitely paved the way for us for, for more opportunity. And I find myself thinking, you know, are prescription bottles going to be a, a thing of the past in the near future? Absolutely. And I agree with you. I think that as Joe stated, there's a marketing opportunity to double up and double down on understanding the different types of packaging and the impact that that has on adherence for those patients that need to be taking a medication daily. And I think there's some marketing opportunities to leverage what Amazon's going to be doing from an advertisement perspective. Every time I go to an Amazon account now, I do see reference to it. And that's fine. It doesn't scare me as someone who supports community pharmacy because I believe we can stay ahead of this. You know, the the issue of medication adherence and being able to look at the color of your patient's skin and their temperament and their breathing and their eyes and maybe the worry on their face or something mm -hmm. happening to that patient that cannot be um, uh, that cannot be dived into through a phone call that Amazon has with their call center, or if they even launch telemedicine, it's it's great for follow-up, but that initial touch with the patient to really get a overview, I mean, you guys are clinicians, so you have to be able to literally be in front of your patient more often than, than what a mail order 90-day supply is going to do for the health of our, of our Americans that are on medications. Um, let's talk about packaging and the importance to make this as easy as possible. We have vials, we have medication blister cards, we have the pouch uh, packaging or known as strip packaging. I'm going to start out uh, with Roberta. Roberta, talk to us about the evolution between um, the traditional uh, you know, vial per se and when you moved into a packaging of, of your choice and the impact that you saw um, that that had on your most chronic patients? Sure. So we originally, um, back probably 15 years ago, had begun to offer um, just the cold seal blister packaging. And, and that was a great um, step in the right direction to encourage compliance and to be able to follow that, to help the patient just understand, make it more convenient for them. But then once um, we moved into the pouch packaging, you had to get a little bit more intimate with the details in terms of, okay, well, what time do you take this? You know, and, and, and that kind of thing. So, it, and, and then even breaking it down even further with the, not only the date and the time, um, you know, all of those little details, the patient had to really, um, I guess, confide in you and talk about what their daily regimen was. So just that alone 
was eye-opening for me for patients that I had known for years and years. And I realized, okay, well, this is why they're not compliant. You know, maybe they didn't understand or maybe they, you know, were having a side effect. So it makes you have those conversations that really are giving them solutions for how could they, you know, best um, make their their medication regimen work for them, for their lifestyle, for their family, if they have a caregiver involved. You know, it just gives us lots and lots of options and opportunities to just really make those details work for them. But you've got to be able to understand those details first and then offer them solutions. And so I think the pouch packaging just completely drives that for us. And I've seen patients who I've known for years who I thought were compliant, you know, I was, I was wrong in many cases, you know, they weren't as compliant as I thought they were. You know, that's um, an interesting point because as, as a pharmacy operation, your technicians understand, they get to know the patients, they're packaging, they're, they're sending out the meds. It's hard to really see what's happening once they get home. Whereas a, a packaging gives another layer of ease for them to understand what's next, especially the strips uh, packaging that now even gives directions right on it so that they can pull out the next dose and they know it's 12 o'clock. So they're ripping that off and opening that up. And there even may be a vitamin in it or something, but part Part of your consult consultation, uh, Joe, is really teaching the efficiencies of operations. Every dollar being spent in a community pharmacy, independently owned, needs to be spent as 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 well as possible to ensure that the the money is making sense. So, talk to us about how you evolved from um, a traditional uh, vial to to packaging, and then what you're teaching uh, your your clients as well, Joe. Okay, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so th with the way that we ended up in this business, and it's, it's one of my favorite stories that I get to tell, it was all because of one patient. Um, we, we had a, a gentleman who had, who had been a longtime patient, and he was not the most compliant. He, would, by, he was not an ideal patient by far. And um, he had had a hospitalization and because of uh, TIAs or mini strokes. And the hospitalist sent a prescription over to the hospital pharmacy for him to get an anticoagulant field, a blood thinner, and um, gave him 11 refills. So he had a year's supply. So I don't even know if he picked up the original field. And about four months later, and he, because and, there, and thereafter, he would come into my pharmacy every month asking for his medicine. Well, I never knew about the hospital admission. I never knew about the TIAs. I never knew about the anticoagulant or the antiplatelet. And so about four months later, I was looking at, I was an early adopter of what is now CPSN and originally in North Carolina, we had access to, to pharmacy fill records so we could see things. And I, and I was looking through this, through this history of meds on him on this particular day. And I saw the antiplatelet in there. And uh, so I start calling providers, you know, trying to figure out why that was filled one time four months ago. And it's very ironic that I'm looking at this on a Saturday and I started sending faxes to the physician trying to fit his primary, trying to figure out why we weren't continuing it. And he was in the hospital that day. He had had a major stroke mm. and uh, he, he came, he came home from the hospital maybe a week later and 
the his his significant other brought in the the discharge summary and it's like okay i need you to help me with this these meds and so i filled everything in a bottle for her and she left the pharmacy the next day she's in the pharmacy with him and he had he had suffered um some you know traumatic brain injury as a result of the stroke so he could not communicate but he was visibly upset and he's always been this very independent person and he would not allow her to give him his meds he was going to open his own meds and take them but he couldn't he couldn't really see clearly because of the stroke and he couldn't read and understand words and he couldn't understand what i was telling him and i couldn't understand what he was telling him but but i was determined to help this man i just it really fell on me because of the circumstances of which what had happened with the other pharmacy and the hospital and all that. So, so I've colored construction paper around bottles so that they would, you know, yellow and orange and what have you. And then I made this chart with these symbols that corresponded to the times of day. And I gave him that. And we stood there for probably an hour, me and him going over this color means morning, this color time, you know, it's again and again, pictures of like the rising sun, the rooster and all that with a better solution. So, I looked around as quickly as I could, and I found a multi-dose blister solution for him. It was all for one man. And we enrolled him, and about, yeah, honestly, like a month or two go, goes along, and I don't even recognize, kind of disappointed in myself, even recognize the value in this for many of my patients. I, again, I was only concerned about this one guy right then. I had tunnel vision because of what had happened to him. And well, this was working, and he was, you know, taking his meds, and he was more independent, and I was talking to her one counter, showing her meds and explaining it. And somebody says, what's that? And that was patient number two. And then there was patient number three. And then before you know it, we were developing this reputation as a place that compliance packaging. We had hospital systems calling us and asking us to do this. Before you knew it, we had 300 patients in multi-dose blister. And we just couldn't keep up anymore. And so we looked high and low and we're fortunate enough to be an early adopter of the RX Safe, uh, the rapid pack and we're able to convert you know all of those patients over industry packaging and it has just it's never stopped growing it, it's every day we're adding someone new into the system so it's it's by far been the single most rewarding thing that i've done inside the four walls of a pharmacy um, from both a patient care perspective and from um an efficiency perspective because we would have four and five techs packing i would come in um, on Sundays just to try to check and do things. And because of the technology of the rapid pack, all of that can occur now with just a very small team. And I think we're more accurate than we were before. That's good to hear. It makes sense. Uh, even uh, to move from the, the vial to those medication blister cards is a, is a, is a step up. But when you get to that ability to customize a strip packaging uh, regimen, for the most chronic of patients who rely on their medications to stay alive, that really uh, hits home for me. My um, my father and my uh, two uncles are on um, stability medications, and my dad's the only one that's enrolled in any kind of very simplistic strip packaging, and and absolutely loves it because of the ease. You know, Roberta, I'm thinking of the impact of this pandemic, which really hit hard in the United States in February, March, and the fact that um, there's several studies done on adherence to medications during um, this pandemic and how the most fragile of patients that are dealing with 
um, you know, multiple types of, of disease states or um, HIV, uh, hepatitis C, um, diabetes, are relying on uh, medications and the consult of a pharmacist more than ever just based on the intensity of, of healthcare right now. Um, talk to us a little bit about your experience, your, your uh, pharmacy's experience, and the fact uh, that, they, that a, a strip packaging kind of falls in line in preparing us that this pandemic was coming and how it's helped out in, in your patient care. Absolutely. Uh, so we uh, ended up getting our rapid pack right when COVID hit, when businesses were, you know, closing, we were masking and all of that. Our, our rep flew in for training for, <laughs> for our rapid pack. And I was like, okay, what the heck am I doing? But here we go. And also at that same time, I had two of my, um, older employees decide to retire and I had another part-time employee quit. I'm like, okay, here we go. So guess who started doing the rapid pack? It was me. And, but it actually was um, perfect because it helped me gather up the details that I needed to be able to um, share with my staff and to be able to see where this, this packaging could take us. So we began to roll it out and kind of market it as a touchless system. And we were working at through the drive-through only and, you know, people were looking for convenience. So it, the timing couldn't have been more perfect as far as that goes. Um, I had patients who were, you know, trying to, like a lot of my patients would, uh, were, um, you know, if daycare were closed or school was closed, you know, they were now faced with having grandchildren, you know, so everybody's world was rocked and they needed um, options for just being able to, you know, take care of their medication regimen. So I think of examples like um, I had this one couple and the wife was the one that was now tasked with taking care of the grandchildren. Well, guess what? She was the one that would always, you know, lay out the medication for not only her, but for her husband as well. So their regimens just began to be a hot mess for lack of a better word. So we gave them the, you know, we offered them the packaging and now they're like one of my biggest fans. They're compliant. It has certainly made things life, their life easier, you know, at, at, at home. And then I think of another gentleman, um, a similar situation, and he would be the one preparing meds for he and his wife, putting them in the little, um, you know, plastic containers a week at a time. And he said, you actually took away my Sunday night job. I have like a, a free hour or two every Sunday night now because I don't have to set up medications. Um, I had another family who uh, the daughter was driving uh, two hours one way every weekend to prepare her mom's medications for the next week. And, you know, we converted them over to, to packaging, but uh, we, we quickly saw that that was just from a convenience standpoint with everybody trying to worry about, um, you know, were they going to be able to get food and, and, you know, essentials that they needed at home. Well, that was one less thing they had to worry about because they knew their medications would be taken care of. 
That's refreshing to hear. And, 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 you know, I've heard these stories before. Um, also understanding as, as someone who is constantly, um, you know, listening to what's happening out there in the marketplace, the latest statistics show that 124,000 people um, died last year because of medication non-adherence. And the fact that over 50%, nearly 60%, it's just right around 58% of all medication-related hospitalizations that occur in the United States are a result of medication non-adherence. Joe, how does that play back uh, in your stressing um, in your consultation to other pharmacy owners? How does that um, play back when you are trying to express the severity of not having a medication adherence plan? So <clears throat> I had this conversation yesterday. Um, I was in a store helping helping an owner. And honestly, if, if a medication synchronization program is not the heart of your store, you're working backwards in almost every way, both from a clinical aspect and from a financial aspect. Uh, so, you know, in our store, number one, in our stores, we know that we're being evaluated constantly by our third parties, you know, our PBMs on medication adherence from their perspective in terms of DIR fees and incentive payments and things. Two, we know that it's better for our patients in general because they're gonna have better outcomes. They're gonna be healthier, happier patients. They're gonna tell people about us and the changes that we've made in their lives and how important we are to them now. And then three, just the fact that if I've got a patient in compliance packaging and I know the day that the package begins and ends, then I know when the next package needs to, needs to start also. So if I know when the next package has got to start, I can manage my inventory around that synchronization. You know, the way that we run our stores is the inventory for the next month's packages, they don't show up until the day that they're going to go in the machine. So from a business perspective, I've significantly reduced my inventory, dramatically improved my cash flow, improved my patient outcomes, pushed down my DIR fees. It's, you know, any conversation that you want to have in a pharmacy in terms of improving, you can put med medication synchronization and compliance packaging in the center of all of those, and it improves every one of them. Just knowing that there has to be action to take place, not only for a patient health, but the convenience and the efficiency that it provides to your operation is, is a big deal. Um, I'm trying to figure out the balance of the implementation. I think the disruption in a pharmacy operation, uh, I've been told number one and number two are the pharmacy management system or the wholesaler when you do those changes. But automation, if you don't have it and you're doing some blister packaging and you're moving to um, a, a strip packaging system like the RX Safe. Roberta, talk to us about the implementation because you just went through it. Like how long from having uh, X number of patients, zero patients on it, to having the bulk of your chronic med patients on it? Um, talk to us about that process and the timing of that. Okay, sure. So as I mentioned, um, you know, I had some, some staff changes that I wasn't planning on. So, you know, frankly, everybody was, you know, we were just trying to get our regular day-to-day -day done. So I had to just take extra time to learn the RxSave. I did have, you know, a couple of other techs trained as well. So we all worked together, but 
I'm glad that it actually worked out that way because I was able to pay attention to all the details. And so now when my techs are working and they have an issue, I know what they're talking about. I can relate to it because I actually, you know, was that RX safe tech back there. Um, and um, we've, we moved it, you know, out of our regular workflow, which we felt like, you know, that was important to do. And, you know, now we've evolved into, I have a tech that's doing it just a couple of days a week. Now, remember, we're new. We don't have the volume that, that Joe does. But, you know, we had about 55 patients within the first month, I would say. And for just me not really having a lot of help, that was enough, you know, to, to learn on. Um, but then it became easier month two, month three, and you know, you then you you kind of get your systems down and and begin just to just to go. I couldn't agree more with Joe that I did see, you know, your your med synchronization program. It, it confirmed for us how that needs to be your foundation and just how it in, in not only improves your compliance but it improves your workflow and. You know, when you uh, you're, you're able to um, carve out, we're able to carve out the time that we set aside for the rapid pack system now, uh, uh, totally apart from our acute workflow. So that has changed the dynamics, but it's been a good change. And um, you know, we were talking about just packaging in general, and so I wanted to you know, throw out the the quote that um, my pharmacist, Brian Clark, shared with me that change is the price of survival. So, you know, if you don't have some kind of automation or compliance packaging, you know, I, I feel like you're really going to be doing yourself a disservice in a very short amount of time just because of the way, um, you know, our, 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 the market is going. So um, I, did, I, did I answer your question? I feel like I'm leaving something out. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That was terrific. <laughs> and, uh, the stress that this causes, you know, a pharmacy owner, it, need, it needs to be um, as, as seamless as possible. And, and, and talking with several people on the RX safe team as well as Joe and his team and and other owners um, that that have leveraged um, the systems that RX safe provides has really been that testimony that there's a plan in place and they don't just expect you to invest in something and not have a road to not only implementation into your operations but also how to market these um, these new uh, packaging systems out to your your patient base I think that's so important is getting your patients to buy into this because no matter how technologically advanced we are and in, in being care providers, if, if the buy-in doesn't come from our consumer client patients, then we're not going to be able to, to, to grow, nor are we going to be able to help. Todd, I think that's an, I think that's an excellent point. And I'll tell you this, the, um, the rap pack has also been one of the best marketing tools that I have ever had. And, and I'm not just referring to the absolute wonderful collaboration and care that we've had from the RX Safe marketing team. They have done a tremendous amount of marketing with us to help us and help us to better understand ways to reach new clients. But just the fact that we have the rapid pack and when we go to some other stakeholder, for instance, a, a, a primary care physician or a specialist or you know, some sort of some sort of other healthcare provider. 
when we when we put our sample boxes down in front of them and say, this is how we want to help your patients. This is what we want to provide to them. This is what we're going to you know deliver to their house every month, and everything is going to be exactly as you intend it to be. There there is a certain amount of I don't know if the word is professionalism or if they just get a higher sense of accuracy and and just you know a, a higher level of care when we when we show them you know the box basically with the med in it versus you know a white paper bag with 12 bottles inside of they already have they already have you know great patient care in their pharmacies they may be doing you know some sort of you know blister multi-dose blister or, or, you know, even delivery and some of these other things, but their level of professionalism and this, this sense of the sense of these people have a plan to care for my patients. And then, so when they're, when they're talking to patients and they're planning to refer them to us, they are so much more confident in what we are going to provide for those patients that they will recommend it to everyone that they meet. And so I honestly, I think that has been, and Roberta, you're going to find this. I know that, you know, you're just getting into this and you're still living in the COVID world. Um, but pre-COVID, and it's we've been able to maintain and stay with it now. Once these providers start referring patients to you, and they see those improved outcomes, they will buy into your program as much as receiving them. And then you you will have to almost put the brakes on to get them to stop sending new patients to you. You can keep up with um, those new. Yeah, we've definitely um, seen a little bit of. Uh, a couple of um, long-term care facilities. Actually, it's assisted living. I'm sorry. It's a it's assisted living place. And um, the uh, one thing that we that we always do is when we get a new patient, we go ahead and uh, figure out who their primary care physician is and who their specialists are, and then we get that med list so we can compare what the patient is telling us, what their bottles say and you know what their their med list is from their provider and we've been able to identify you know quite a number of you know conflicting information because let's face it those providers don't necessarily talk to each other so as pharmacists we're able to be that hub where we can connect the dots between the patient and their their all their providers um, but we've definitely seen in the assisted living facility, both the med techs and the physicians have said to me on a couple of patients, you know, I wish y'all could do the meds for the whole facility. And, you know, they've, they've seen how we've been able to identify or, or catch even some discrepancies. And so I, I definitely agree that this is a higher level of care. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Roberta. Um, Joe, it's always uh, a pleasure talking with you. We got to get you back on the uh, on the pods to consult and help us uh, make sense of uh, rollout plans and and other things that are happening in the in the pharmacy industry, especially the community pharmacy sectors and how to take advantage of you know the the coming vaccinations to ensure that your communities feel safe with pharmacy at the helm um, in the hub of healthcare to to surround them with these um, with these prescriptions and the treatment plans that have been put into place um, by our physicians and then it's up to the to the pharmacy to kind of drive that through so joe we always appreciate you Oh no, Todd! It's it's really my pleasure. I'm I'm a huge fan of yours, and 
and I am an avid listener and I appreciate all the information that you bring back to me. It helps, it helps me in my day to day, just learning from um, some of the great guests that you have on the show. And I, I count myself lucky to be one of them. So thank you again. Thank you, Roberta. Thanks for being a guest. Please don't um, hesitate to come back again and share more stories of the success of Riley's drugs in, uh, in Lexington, South Carolina. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Todd. And I appreciate your passion for community pharmacy. And thank you for giving us a voice. Thank you. You're so welcome. It's what I do. It's our mission. We want to give a shout out to the RX Safe team. Thank you so much for being a consistent provider of intelligence for community pharmacy in, in technology, better technology, but things that make sense. The, the information that they have on their site, I'm going to have some show notes um, in, in, I'm going to have some links. I want everyone to pay attention to a workflow op optimization uh, document that they have out there as well. And then remember in December, beginning of December, they're going to have an Amazon strategic um, plan uh, webinar to kind of give you some insights that um, that aren't just coming from the peanut gallery, but really people that study the economics, the economic impact of, of a uh, mail order um, attempt to dig deeper into 112 million Americans that are on Prime, it 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 just doesn't make this long-term care sense, especially with adherence being such a major issue. When you know that you are in touch with your uh, patients in person much more often, and think about the psychology of this for a second. If I get a big bag of medications, 90 days, 120 days, Joe referenced a year's worth of medication, I become complacent. I become lazy. It just falls off. It either sets in my refrigerator or it sets off to the shelf. It collects dust. And if there's no interaction with my pharmacist, if there's no follow-up from my from my healthcare coach, um, why am I going to continue to take those uh, medications and things will slough off and the next thing you know, I'm, I'm back in the hospital. So remember that. Remember to communicate with your patients and don't be afraid to be active in reaching out to your entire customer patient base about something that you're providing that they probably didn't know that you provided as the community healthcare destination. Please remember that. Always be reaching out and communicating not only with the community, but your patients at large. And um, I, I love this pharmacy industry. Um, I love you pharmacists and what you're doing for, um, for America and our country and the health of our nation. And as always, I thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you for listening to the RX Safe podcast series. Machine learning, intelligent technologies, and artificial intelligence is part of our global healthcare services future. Be sure to visit our website and schedule a time to talk with one of our pharmacy business consultants about the RX Safe technologies talked about on today's podcast episode. Visit us at rxsafe.com.